Greetings and welcome everyone to the Orisha Podcast. Uh, in this segment, we're going to be dealing with colors and how colors relate to the world of the Orisha. A lot of times um, when you start learning, you know, under your uh, godfather, godmother, teacher, your uh, maestro, or whomever is, is bringing you into the tradition, you're told very basic things. And we're going to start um, dissecting and shedding some light on some of those basic things that I know many of you have been told, like, I have to do this thing on Monday, do this thing on Tuesday, do this thing on Wednesday, I have to use this color, I have to do that, do that, do that, do that. Many of you have uh, taken in a lot of instruction and, um, you know, you've honored the instruction, you've been loyal to it, but you had no clue what you were doing. You know, you, you did it very uh, ignorantly, all right? And you utilized a lot of blind faith. And sometimes when you're working with someone who's who's really beyond you, like your teachers and your godparents, you know, you, you have to accept some things. You got to trust. You got to have some faith and say, okay, I may not know what's going on in the moment, but I'm going to ride with it. However, there comes a time when you have to start to stand up on your own too, or you may find that, you know, you, you start to lose interest for the system. You start to lose your love and you turn away from the systems because ignorance abounds and you actually want to know what you're doing. So in this segment, uh, we're going to deal with the very basic ideas of color and our Arishas and, you know, really some of the misconceptions uh, that we often have as it relates to those spiritual energies. And the first thing I'm going to tell you uh, which is really the whole of the message is that the colors that we apply and we ascribe to those particular energies are all based on our perception. OK, so there is really honestly no set color for a particular energy. However, certain energies are born out of set colors based on how we perceive them at this time and the, the evolution, the development of who and what we are as people on this planet. And I'm going to explain what that means. Uh, all colors that we perceive are perceived. Look at the word perceived. All right. So color itself is a perception, you know, so uh, we all perceive things differently and we certainly all perceive things at different times. So uh, the colors that we ascribe to our Arisha energy are not based on or at least they shouldn't be based on any strong or uh, any static absolutes, because as our perception and our awareness grows, our ability to see more of the color spectrum is going to grow as well. Right. So I know many of you tuning in were expecting to hear me say yellow is for Oshun. And red and white is red and white is for Shango, but red and green and black can also be for Ogun, and red and black is for Eshu, and blue is for Yimunja, but you could be blue and white, right? So here's the thing with that, right? And you know, like I told you, in this this Arisha journey, we're gonna we're gonna hit a lot of crevices, but um I'm already getting people who are contacting and saying, Well, I wanted you to talk about this, and I wanted you to talk about that. Right. OK, so if you want me to talk about this and about that, that's called a reading. Uh, you want a spiritual consultation. That means you want a special one hour lecture. Right. And that's what you get when you sign up at askosiris.com. You get personal. You get a personal catering, customized message just for you. But outside of that. You're going to have to go for the ride. All right. <laughs> so I already we're already getting some of that already. We're only about four, four episodes in and it's and it started already. 
You know, I thought I wanted you to talk about this. You just want to be affirmed in the stupidness that you already know. All right. Yeah, I'm going in early. All right. I'm more, I use the word stupidness. So, you know, I'm already there. All right. So and, and then there's some, some that's going to say, well, why is he not talking about the colors? He's talking about another rant. Yeah. That's a part of the tradition. When an elder speaking, you be quiet and you listen and you understand that everything that's being said is is building you up. See what all of this is called. And I'm going to give you a great example. I'm a, well, a great understanding on this. I'm actually developing another Orisha course, this time not a free one. I know I got like, nah, man, I got like almost 3000 people signed up for the free one. But I took it down recently because I wanted to redo it. And of course, everyone's asking, well, can I want the free court? Yeah, I, I know you want the free one. I know. I know. Soon as soon as I, my assistant contacts, me, we got another. I already know what it's about. The free course. Right. Yeah. They, they want access to it. I know. I know. But um, I probably won't be putting it back up, even though I, I some of you have contacted and my assistant informed you that I was tightening it back up. But in the process of me tightening it up and changing it to how I want it to be, I decided, no. You know, this is you're going to have to sacrifice for this because it's a lot of great information. Now, of course, you can listen to all of the Risha podcasts and extrapolate a lot of great information, too. So it's not like, you know, you're being any any information is being held at ransom, if you will. But um, in any event, you know, that particular the teaching, the way I started crafting it now, it's like it really goes into a strong area to really get people strong on their feet Um in a different kind of way than what grasping the root of divine power and shrine on altar do. Those are great books. Don't get me wrong, you know. But um, the new way I'm shaping the course is strictly for Orisha work, you know, and Orisha understanding. But here's the thing: you have to, and I say this all the time, and nobody's listening. You have to embrace the culture, or it does not work. Soon as I say that, people start looking down at the ground and looking over my shoulder. I had an incident with that recently with a young lady, and she's asking me for this bath over and over. But what about this bath? But you, this bath, this bath. But she knows nothing about the tradition other than what her madrina gave to her, which is wrong information. And I'm saying, sis, you got to really. You got to really grab hold of this for yourself. You got to really understand for yourself or you're just going to be running around in circles and you're really not going to know what you're doing. And none of this stuff is going to work because it's more intellectual than you might imagine. It's not just like a, a candy machine. Like I always say, I put a dollar in, you give me back a candy bar. It doesn't work that way. You know, because you because even if you put a dollar in for, to get a candy bar, you got to be able to read the label. You have to be able to know how to approach, you know, the uh, candy machine and how to hit the buttons and so forth and so on. So there's a way of doing things. Another way of saying a way of doing is culture. There's a culture that allows you access to get certain things. Right. But if you're strictly focused on what I'm going to get, like even when you're listening to me and you're not focused on Chief Yuyas is is cultivating and feeding a community. And that's the beautiful part. And as a reward for wanting to be a part of this community, I also get some information. That's the reward. You see, if if your thinking is there, then you'll grow. You'll grow and grow and grow exponentially. But if your thinking is, I want him to tell me this so I could do this. I want him to tell me that so I could do that. You ain't going to get anything. You're going to be one of the people who be in the tradition 30 years and still don't know anything. And your life still looks a hot mess. The ultimate goal 
the ultimate goal of any uh, aspirant in any tradition should be stability. Stability is the goal. Okay, so in order to stabilize, you got to develop a base. You got to develop a strong base. So the information that you receive and the journeys that you're taking on, that that you're taking on, is to build a base in your mind. Remember, this world and 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 those energies that may be most against you in this world are essentially scrambling for your mind. Okay, so your greatest enemy and your greatest struggle is not anything outside of you; it's your own ignorance. It's it's a destruction and the carnage that's going on with your brain. That's the problem. That's why you can't find a lover. That's why you don't have any friends. That's why your your money is always you can't seem to save any money or you know you're moving from place to place. You can't seem to keep a friend. Your car is always breaking down. So for I can go through any situation that you want to go through, and I'm going to show you how it's your thinking that's led you there. You're not a victim of anything other than your own ignorance and laziness. That's how you've been caught. And I'm going to break that down in another lesson. Just so you know, that's not that's not just some something I'm just saying off the cuff. That's something that's been greatly studied. Ignorance and laziness are spirits unto themselves that have been developed and cultivated as a weapon and used against you. There's a lot of things that some of us have in us automatically that uh, other societies have learned to use against us. All right. So moving beyond that, which was an important piece, and I hope you didn't doze off on that part so you can hear what colors go with my Risha. Because if you wanted to hear that, I already said it. If, if, if you wanted the simple information, you already heard it. Yellow's for Oshun, red and white is for Shango. Turquoise is for Ochozi, red and black is for Eshu. Or Elegua. Elegua, if you want to say it that way. Blue and white is for Yemanya or Yemonja. You know, um, uh, white is for Obatala. Yellow and green can be Orumila or maroon and green. Uh, dark brown and purples and dark red and maroons are for Oya, right? If if you want the baby information, there you go. But here's the thing. You could have got that off of Wikipedia. <laughs> you need to get that from me. You could have got that. This, this, you can go and Google right now. There's about 30 websites or more that just said what I just said. All right. So that's that's the common information that, you know, is true. At a certain perceptual level And the reason why you're scrambling From low level to low level To low frequency to low frequency Because you refuse to raise up In your perception Remember colors are perception What you see Everything you see Is a perception Because everything we see In this reality Is reflecting something So say You know for instance Let's look at Let's look at two colors That are very common Um well, I can't even say the colors, but two two shades that are very common, especially in our spiritual work. And one of them is white, right? So now we know with the color white, white reflects everything. So a lot of times when you're going through certain spiritual experiences or initiations, things of that nature, you're told that you should wear white, right? Because essentially what white does, white doesn't hold anything. It says, I don't want it. You know, I, I, I don't I don't want it. Get it off me. I don't want it. It's like that Obatala energy where I'm going to drop the chain from up here, but I'm not coming down there. 
Alright So You better get it from up here And then come on up here Alright And this is the reason Why I'm the king I'm, I'm Rishanla In Lamis Exalted I'm, I'm, I'm the highest exalt, Exalted Because I'm I'm sending back off All of them See white is a culmination Of every color Whereas you have black on the other side of the spectrum Which is an absorption of all the color Black says give it to me, give it to me, give it to me Like Rick James and I'm not giving anything back Okay, I'm going to take it all so I'm, 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 Yeah, I'll take that Red, yeah, give me some of that Brown, give me, yeah, I'll take that too The yellow, oh yeah, definitely Give me the yellow, give me the scarlet Yeah, give me the indigo You know, so forth and so on And it's not going to send it back outwards So in many systems Red is, con- I mean, excuse me Black is considered like the color of greed Whereas white is the color of benevolence and giving away. And it's, and that idea existed prior to racial construction. All right. So a lot of times people will run away from from white, except for when they got to do their ceremonies, because they think, well, you know, we've been oppressed with certain ideas. So now they've placed an evil idea over white. And I, I completely get it. I totally get it, man. But, you know, again, when you raise up a little bit, you realize you know, there's something even beyond those silly games, right? There's something beyond the, the psyops that people have been put through, right? So let's get back into the color. So already, just off of what I just said, you already got some good Arisha information. If you can get out of the fairy tale, you got some good Arisha information already. Because you already now have a clue of what the lighter colors are doing versus what the darker colors are doing. Or the pupo, the fiery colors versus what the fun fun colors are doing. Okay, the lighter versus the darker. Black is absorbing everything. White is sending everything away. So what happens when you have colors in between, right? So what happens, let's say, for instance, when I see yellow or I see gold? Okay, so it's just like us as people, right? Let's think about the frequency. We, we all at different times are going to choose to vibrate at different frequencies. So your choice of vibratory frequency determines what your color is going to be. So let's say, for instance, every time someone meets me or meets you, um, we're, we're surly. You know, we're just kind of mean. You know, we're just not in a, in a good spirit and a good energy, even though inside we're cracking all these jokes and we're we're making ourselves laugh and so forth and so on. But what we're sending and reflecting out is always this meanness. So what does our frequency and color become? It's perception. So if we're, we're perceived as mean, then that's what we are. You see, and we might say, no, I'm not like that. I'm I'm jokey and I'm this and that. OK, but that's what you've held. But you re- what you reflect out onto the planet is your color. So you may take in jokes. You may take in meanness. You may take in sadness. You may take in compassion. You may take in despair, hope. You may take in all of those different things. But what exactly is it that you're reflecting out? Because that determines what your color is. You see, so something that we see or perceive as being yellow might actually be four or five different colors. Or like we say in in technology, it could be additive. You have additive colors, for instance. So like your your web browser uh, typically functions in RBG and RBG is red, blue and green. Right. Not not that RBG. I know the RBG you're thinking of, you know, (laughs) but the, the red, blue and green. Right. So. All of the colors that are displayed on your on your monitor 
are a combination of that or 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 addition because they call it additive coloring are a combination of that red blue and green you see and for a certain font or a certain image or whatever the computer makes a decision as to what color to send out to reflect back to your eyes you see but all of the colors are already sitting there Okay, they're all sitting there already, but it determines which one it, which one it's going to reflect out. That's why you have the idea of white light. And white light is actually a reflection of everything. Because again, if you put all the colors together, you have white, right? So the idea there, again, um, of when we're ascribing colors to things, the first thing you got to understand is that color takes all colors in but it decides to reflect only one shade of that color. So even for ourselves personally, our perception is always based around what we're able to receive. So for instance, if I'm funny and I'm this and I'm that and I'm new, and I know that you can't handle all of those different things based on how you, how you are, based on how you may behave or based on what I can already perceive as being your frequency, then I may only send out one or two colors because you can't handle all the colors, colors, excuse me. It's the same way in the color, color spectrum. There's a very small amount of colors that we call visible light. There's a very small amount of visible light that we can actually perceive. Well, most of us can actually perceive and we all perceive it dif- differently. Right. That's an important thing within that light wave frequency. I'll give you an example. Uh, I myself, I have a condition um, that uh, I think it's like one, one out of four, one out of 40 people, something like that have on the planet. And uh, it's called synesthesia. Right. And um, basically what it is, is that I. It it's a, it sounds like a condition, but is actually considered a phenomenon where I can perceive or I do perceive uh, sounds as colors. OK, and it's, there's other people, you know, who you can look it up and you'll see different uh, singers and a couple of producers and artists have have um, stated that they have a similar condition. Kanye West said he also has a condition. So I don't know. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, I can only I can only deal with my my own mind and my own thoughts. Um, but essentially what it is, because synesthesia just means that um, when you're perceiving something, you're coupling it with other senses at the same time. So for some people, um, they perceive words as taste. So if you say a certain word, there's a taste sensation that comes in their mouth. Or if they see a certain image of something, there's a smell that they smell immediately. So it doesn't just have to do necessarily with sound. Synesthesia is just when your um, your sensory paths kind of lead to an automatic involuntary understanding or automatic involuntary image of something else connected to it. So if I hear a certain note, I'll see a color. Right. That's just all. I didn't train myself to do that. It's just kind of automatic or certain numbers. Sometimes you might think of a number. Every time you think of a number seven, you just maybe see blue or you see the number two. You see red. Right. You see number five. You see green. Now I'm giving away my own stuff because I also have the same thing with numbers. Um, I see numbers as sex and I see numbers as um as colors as well. So I know that I know the sex of numbers. Uh you know, like one, of course, is male, two is female, three is the child, 
you know, female. But, you know, go on and go on. I'm not going to go through all of them. Um, and then, of course, when I started studying mysticism, I found out, oh, the numbers do have a gender. Okay, so uh, I'm not too far off there. I'm all right. So it's a phenomenon just based on what a person can perceive. Some people perceive more, perceive differently than others. So some will come and call it like a phenomenon. Some will call it a special gift or a special power. But it, it's just in, and we all just see things differently. That's all it really is, right? So back to your Orisha thing. Depending on who you're speaking to, each one is going to have a different color, right? So sometimes Oshun is blue, right? Uh, I know back home, Oshun is blue. But here in the States, we say Oshun is yellow, right? But if you think about it, well, I'm not saying, I'm not going to assume that you're not thinking about it. But let's let's take it to our, our zodiacal aspects, right? So Oshun can connect herself with uh, Taurus, you know, it's like an Oshun energy, right? But Taurus typically in Zodiacal is reflected as red, you see? But sometimes Taurus is reflected as other colors. If you look up the colors of the Zodiac, you're going to see all different kinds of colors, right? Um, but a lot of times you'll see Taurus. A lot of them have a red or some type of red tone to them, which gives you an idea, too, of the frequency that the Zodiac is actually vibrating on. And the reason why I say that, because red... Um, and and I get into this deeper, by the way, in my Arisha course. So I'm only right now I'm kind of giving you all a, a cursory overview of some of it. But with the Arisha course, I actually have examples. Where I'm pulling out instruments and sounds and showing you and, and whatnot. But um, red is basically the beginning of the color spectrum because it's it's the lowest vibrational color. And when I say vibrational, I'm not speaking conscious community <laughs> pseudoscience talk it's actually colors actually do have a vibratory frequency associated with them that's why we can see certain colors because they're vibrating at a certain frequency so they have a wavelength and they have a wavelength and they have a frequency and they have a velocity you know and that allows us to see what they are um if they were for instance, sound is the same way. You can't hear things if there wasn't a wave. So there's an actual, like like a wave of water is an actual wave. That's why you can't have sound in a vacuum. You know, when you watch certain movies and they're in outer space and you see all these explosions and all these loud booms and all that, you wouldn't have that in, in space because it, there has to be air in order for the wave to move through. You see, without that, so it's the same way that Oya is the air in the water. Right. So if Oya wasn't present, if there was no energy known as as Oya or like energies, because obviously it's in different places, it's going to be called some different. Then there would be no waves. There would be no movement. So that air in that environment of water allows for movement and you hear the rushing of waves and so more, so forth and so on. Well, it's the same same thing in, in you know, the atmosphere. If there's no air, then it's, there's no there's no sound. OK. And sound and light are directly related to one another directly you know and i get into that a little bit more in that section where i speak about why we even always have um eye and air <laughs> specialists together you know a lot of times when you when you're talking you know you're getting into the medical field why the eyes and the ears are so directly connected to one another but like i was saying earlier is that red red sits at that lower 
uh, register when you're going through your colors. Even if you look at a rainbow, you always notice it starts with red. If you look at your chakra, um, one of the lower, when I say one of the, not the lowest, but one of the lowest ones, one of the lower ones, excuse me, is red um, before it becomes orange and, and yellow and so forth, so forth and so on, right? Um, that root chakra, you know, that, that mudara and, and the uh, going up and, and to our solar, you know, from our sacral and then our heart, the anhata, which is an important one, too. But, um, you know, we, we get into that and the other things. So so anyway, like I was saying, so you have this idea here of um, the colors being significant, not just to uh, your Orisha energy, but your frequencies. And it's out of those frequencies that all of these other things are born, because remember, it is through sound that that reality is created. It is through sound. So it's the, the sound vibration becomes really critical in our in our understanding of the direct relationship between sound and color. Right. So, like I said, even when you're looking at the zodiacal, it gets a little interesting because, like, for instance, a lot of times we see Aquarius associated with the color violet. Now, violet is like one of the highest vibratory um energies right um you got aquarius with violet and you even also have virgo which is associated with purple right and these are real high vibratory um energies and not just because aquarius and and um and and virgo are high vibratory energies but the actual frequency the actual frequency that the, the frequency which is in tetrahertz and to give you an idea of tetrahertz right Tetra is like six spaces. Well, let's say headphones. If any of you are listening on headphones or speakers or something right now, right? probably headphones. Your average pair of headphones that you're going to buy nowadays uh, works at a max of, of about 20 kilohertz. 20 kilohertz. So you have, you know, 20 kilohertz, 20, which we don't even really, you're not even really perceiving, um, let's say consciously. You're not even really consciously perceiving sound at that high. But, you know, your headphones will bust your, your eardrums if someone sends a, a note high enough through them. Um, low enough, it'll go. they'll go real low, but they'll go until you can't really even, it's like subsonic, you can't really hear anything, right? So, but sound begins to be formed when at the much, much higher frequencies. And it's, it's a real simple thing it's not it's not really a deep science to it to be honest with you, with you I you know I like to say it is but it's really not it's really not that comp complex you know um we're just talking about math we're just talking about frequencies and and you can measure these things right you can measure them so now if your perception grows and develops right and you understand for instance um based on the laws of sound and the laws of color and the fact that your colors are functioning on a frequency, you'll understand something real simple. For instance, when we tune in Western tuning, we use the 440 kilohertz tuning system, right? And 440, 440 hertz is, um, is A, or what we call A4 on, on your piano or your keyboard, right? But if you were to tune that's that that's the frequency of the sound okay just to give you an idea it's 440 hertz hertz right so it's just hertz by itself but if you want it if if you multiply you have to multiply it by 40 right which is basically if if you know about 
sound, the keyboard, you have what's called octaves. So you have at A4, uh, you have um, uh, uh, 440 hertz, right? And then if you were just to count up, and I don't have an interest- instrument in front of me. Well, I do, but I don't, I don't want to go through all that. That's in the class. Um, and that's just one section of the Orisha course when I get into sounds and colors. But if you were to go up seven steps, which would give you an octave, an octave is eight, octa, right? Then you would be at the high eight. So you got like the low eight, and then you got the high eight. Matter of fact, let me just see if I can pull this guitar real quick. I don't know if you guys would be able to hear that. Hear this. So this would be, let's say your regular A. Hopefully, hopefully that'll come through and you could hear it. And this would be the octave. You see that? It's the same note, but it's just it's just eight steps high. Eight steps high. And the eight steps I, I can show you. That's this is the first one, right? Then it'll go, you know, if we're going up up the scale, let's say we chose the major scale. One, two, three, four. Five, six, seven, and then here we go. Eight. All right. So that right there, hopefully that picked up. I don't know. (laughs) But that would be like your octave. So in order to start producing color, right, we'd have to take that that A that you just heard and we'd have to bring it up 40 times, like 40 octaves. Okay, so we just keep going. Boom, 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 boom. By the time we get to forty, now that the vibe, the vibe, the frequency of that note would be so high that a color would form, and the exact color that would form from that A would be orange. Mm-hmm. There's a color associated with every note that you hear. So A would be the orange, and if we if we want to go up a whole step because we did that with that major scale, it would be A to B. B would be like a light green, uh, A B C. C would be a green again, uh, A B C. What's that? I'm trying, to, I'm trying to picture the scale in my head. A B. No, actually, I'm sorry. It's A B C sharp. A B C sharp would be like turquoise. So forget the C. Throw the, the, the C out. Wait up. Is that right? A. Yeah. C sharp. Okay. And then the next note would be D, which would be like a blue. And then E, which would be purple. <laughs> e, I just said. Then I think F sharp. Yeah. F sharp would be like a brownish color. Um. And then it would be G sharp and G sharp or a flat would be orange and then back to a again. All right. Now, again, but this would be so high in terms of sound that you can't even hear it. You know, imagine like, you know, taking some some porpoises and, you know, how they squeak and then bringing that up, you know, like 40 times an octave. You, You couldn't audibly hear it, but it doesn't mean that you're not perceiving it on a certain level doesn't mean that you're not creating an automatic association like I create associations with notes to colors, right? So in creating those notes now or those frequencies, you're creating color. So does that mean that Oshun, Ogun, Shango, Aramfe, you know, all of our all of our different Arisha, is there a note associated with them because they are high frequency energies? 
Yeah, absolutely. But what happens when we're interacting with them at very low frequencies before colors are formed? Can we perceive them? No. Because remember, you can't perceive colors at a you can't only you can only perceive them when you're getting up in that tetrahertz tetrahertz uh, range, okay? And like even at a four from a wavelength, it's like it's like um, a four is like six hundred six hundred and twenty nanometers per second that it's moving. It's it's moving really fast, you know. Um, Based on, you know, what we understand as, as being speed, but it's still at that like 480 tetrahertz. You see, so it's it's an extremely high note. You got to raise up extremely high and leave the low frequency to actually even perceive the real aspect of the Orisha. So what am I perceiving when I'm tapping into the lower aspects and the lower colors? Something you made up. Something somebody else made up and told you that this is what it is. That's all. Some made up stuff. That's all. Because we're talking about, again, high frequency, high frequency color, high frequency awareness. So if you want the basics, the low frequency stuff, I gave you that 